It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Here is three-time manager of the year, two-time World Series champ, and he's back with our Halos as Skipper. Here is our friend Joe Madden. Skipper, how are you, sir? I'm well, Roger. How you guys doing? Hanging in there. How's life in the okay. RV for you and Jay? Good. Um, just got done with my ride. Um, I saw my son today. Um, I did not interview this morning. I talked to Maria Torres this morning. And then I talked to um, Tampa Radio, uh, Ron and Ian. Uh, we got an event coming up on Wednesday. I'm doing a um, Facebook Live uh, regarding the Tampa, ba- Tampa Baseball Museum at the Al Lopez House. So that's coming up on Wednesday. And kind of like a little tease about that and also just talk about things in general. So it's been a pretty busy day, actually. When you think back of your days in St. Mm-hmm. Pete with the Tampa Bay Rays, what fondly immediately comes to mind more than anything? Uh, first job, I mean, uh, Al Langfield. Okay, Al Langfield, and I'll tell you why. Um, and I was at Lafayette uh, in 1972. Three, we went on our first spring trip, and where do we go? To Tampa. And we go to Tampa and the University of Tampa, which now – Weirdly, is about one mile from where my house is. So we get honored to play University of Camp. We're staying in these little huts in the back on the, on the river there, the Hillsborough River, I think it is. And the Cardinals are in town there. The Cardinals are in at Outlying in St. Petersburg. That's their home. And they're sharing with the New York Mets. So one night, uh, we had a curfew, of course. And we're playing uh, University of Columbia, Tampa, and some other teams. And went down to play the Kansas City Royals Baseball Academy. But I had to see the Cardinals. So uh, what I did was I hitchhiked. I hitchhiked from there in uh, at the uh, University of Tampa to St. Pete, which now I can tell you is at least about a 30-minute ride, 25 to 30-minute ride if you're doing it on your own. I have no idea how long it took me, but I got there. I got to uh, outline, and I went by myself. I didn't want anybody to script this experience for me. So I got there, I got a ticket, walked up on the third base side, and you walk up and you walk through that opening, and there it is. And I could just right now see the Cardinals warming up. That is where I had my first spring training. So when I got there as a race manager, this first, uh, I, I did, I walked the same route my first day there to, to check it out. Um, to understand, I mean, to go from that moment as a uh, college player at Lafayette College hitchhiking, uh, when it was still popular to do so, <laughs> and getting down there and getting back safely, got, got to see my Cardinals play and then get to manage in that ballpark. It's pretty cool stuff. How long did it take you in Tampa to really, truly have your culture and your ways instilled in your philosophy with Rays baseball? Um, it usually it takes a solid two into the third. I'd say I thought it was coming together at the end of the second year. The first year was tough, man. 100 losses, a lot of renegades, a lot of guys thought they should be in the big leagues and shouldn't have been. A lot of tough conversations. Things like that are going on all the time. Uh, games you should win, you can't because you have enough relief pitching. And just pitching in general was tough. So um, that first year was very difficult. Second year, uh, and I've talked about this before, I don't know, if you look at the date, whenever the uh, 
Devil Rays acquired Danny Wheeler for Ty Wigginton. Uh, that's the day that things started to change. Because Danny showed up, started winning games that were supposed to out of the bullpen, and plus he got a sense of professionalism to that group. And then your culture could, could exist because you start winning games you're supposed to. You hold on to leads you're supposed to. And all of a sudden, the stuff you had been doing before that wasn't working now starts to work. So all this stuff happened with that one trade with Danny getting there. So whatever that day was, that offseason, we got in the uniforms and we came to raise. Uh, Kevin Costner comes into town with his band. Big event. Uh, we all fly in, get our new uniforms, uh, having a reveal in St. Petersburg by the Vinoy. And everything, the momentum just started changing right there. So Danny, for the new uniforms, uh, to the next spring training. Hey, Joe, you bring up in our conversations music a lot. Obviously, you're a big fan of music. When you do these live events and there's bands, do you actually get up on stage? Do you play an instrument? <laughs> I'm horrible, no, but I, I've been up there with Eddie twice better. Um, he got me up there at the Theo's event. Um, cool cool music, um, hot stove. This is the, the, the foundation to be named later event. It's in the uh, at the Metro, right down from... Uh, Really, it's fabulous. This is something right out of the 50s and the 60s. Small venue, stage, packed. I mean, like, packed. And here's Eddie uh, showing up to do the gig, and then he calls us up on stage. And so at some point, you're playing the tambourines and singing with Eddie Vedder on stage. Uh, and so that's that's the uh, extent of it. Then I did the same thing at um, here um, at the event last year. Spring training a couple of years ago here, he called me up there, too. So... The only times I've ever had the chance to do that with somebody pretty darn good, uh, it's been with Eddie, and uh, what a wonderful guy he is. Hey, Joe, what's been taking up most of your time since last time we spoke last Monday? Well, I did the uh, the tour of uh, Geonosha Park with the GoPro. It was really interfered with the plane noise, but I've done that. Uh, a lot of uh, just a lot of writing and reading, um, primarily during the day. I ride my bike. I, I, I've not missed a day. I got that going on, and then I take time out to talk to the tape recorder just so I could keep my thoughts in order. I'm uh, understanding new technology, for instance, the GoPro, um, how to uh, upload, download stuff, and take it into. And I understand Google Drive now a little bit. I just bought a new computer. I just bought an Airbook, uh, Mac Airbook, because I want to relearn my computer because I haven't used a computer in years because of the iPad. And there's things that I can do on that computer that I can't do on the iPad. So tech, uh, learning technology, um, unloading my brain, cooking, cooking for my kids a little bit also, and really riding the bike a lot, watching TV at night, and watching the Golf Channel. Uh, great, great three-parter on Jack Nicklaus right now. So uh, I just, listen, I've been as busy as ever. I've fallen asleep hard on the couch, and I'm getting my uh, seven hours in. What are you most grateful for right now in your life? Uh, I'm grateful for the, uh, well, just you got to be grateful for your health. We all have to be grateful for our health. I mean, obviously Amen. that's being highlighted more than ever, more than anything right now. Without that, who cares? I mean, you, you could have everything you could possibly want, materially speaking, but what good is it if you don't have your health? So I'm very grateful right now that I'm, I'm doing okay with that. Um, and then, then family, um, you, if you don't have uh, people to share with, then having doesn't really matter. You have to 
be able to share whatever you have in order for that to have uh, substance or meaning to it also. So it starts with health because without that, you're no good to anybody anyway. And then with that, it's that immediate group that you call family and friends and the ability to share. And if you can share, uh, then the day's worthwhile. By the way, sir, since last time we spoke, the last time we did this a week ago, uh-huh. I yeah. failed to ask about your mother. And believe me, listeners are livid with me because people want their beanie update. So can you give yeah. us the latest on your amazing mother? Yeah, we, were, we talked a couple of days ago. I missed her on Easter, but called yet today. And my, it's hard to get sometimes because my brother uh, is the cell phone uh, recipient. So we did the plain phone tag. But she's doing great. She had been ill. Uh, she had been in the hospital in Florida, uh, touching pneumonia, not coronavirus. She had been ill, bronchitis and things. So um, she got over that. And uh, the, the, the great part of it is uh, we've been trying to get her to, to move a little bit more. Even in Pennsylvania, she'd stopped being a waitress a couple of years ago. And I was concerned. I, I wanted her to keep working. She's in her 80s. But I knew if she was working, she'd have conversation and she would move. And when, she, when you stop and you started staying at Carmine's house, the conversation wasn't as much, and she stopped moving. So now she's moving again, and they've got the rehab people coming in, and she looks older to these people. Right now, she looks as good as she's done in, in several years. So um, sometimes there's little uh, blessings in disguise. So she's doing great. appreciate it. Beanie's, Beanie's, Beanie's doing really well. Great to know. Let's get back to some baseball here, Joe. Have you gotten any updates on not necessarily when you guys might play again, but how you might play again? No and no. Um, I have not, nothing really new to report on. Um, I'll have another uh, conversation with the coaches on Wednesday. I've been in touch with the coaches. They're constantly texting. And plus, he's built up uh, these two really big uh, text uh, vines that were able to stay in touch with players and pitchers and, and coaches. So the conversations are there, the communications there. But nothing. I have not heard anything uh, from the front office nor from um, – from MLB. Uh, I've not had any conversations with Chris Young in a bit. And like my mom, he wanted to talk about Beanie. No news is good news. That's what Beanie always said. So I, I think, you know, the, the way this is starting to play a little bit, we've done the right things at this point, got to continue to. But my, my hope is, and I, I believe it's possible, that just go week by week, keep doing the right things, and this uh, may come back to us sooner rather than later. Okay, so with that said, are you now more encouraged or discouraged that we'll get back to some sense of normalcy soon? Um, I'm neither. I'm just. I'm, I, I. I like to believe I'm pragmatic. This. This is like. I don't know anything. First of all, I'm, I, I confess to that. I just know, you know, I, I, what you see and you read and you hear, and then you have to formulate your own opinions. I don't want other people telling you what to think or believe ever. So I watch. I read. I listen. And every, I'm, I'm saying this week by week method that I've adopted, I think, is uh, the most uh, pragmatic because we've been, we've been shown where the models have shifted rapidly uh, based on adherence to uh, process, and then all of a sudden things get better than we thought. They definitely haven't gotten worse than we thought. So um, my whole game plan is that it's a week, it's Monday. Uh, so I'm going to play it Monday through next Monday. I anticipate some uh, really uh, seismic positive shifts this week. And then at the conclusion of that week, we'll wait to see what the experts have to say moving forward. But I, for me, the best way to do it is just this week-by-week venture. I believe I'm, I'm, my feeling, if anybody cares, is that I feel like we're moving in the right direction. Again, because you can't believe everything you need to see. You have to 
formulate your own opinions. I really encourage people to do that. Uh, so that's what I've been doing. And uh, my uh, evaluation is let's go week by week and see what uh, next Monday looks like. I think it's going to be have, good. Have you been in any recent contact with any of your players? Uh, not specifically. Uh, you know, uh, directly, we, like I said, we've been texting. A lot of happy Easter's going around uh, last couple of days. And, uh, uh, I, you know, I'm on, I'm on the pitcher's uh, text where Nikki's uh, interacting with the guys and they come back with, like, uh, you know, thumbs up or got it, thank you, whatever. Uh, just, you know, his uh, the stuff that he's putting out there to try to benefit them in their workouts and keeping them upbeat and positive. It's, it's more about the pitchers than the position players. The pitchers are the ones that we really got to uh, stay on top of because that's the one that's got to get rolling fast. Uh, when this thing is lifted. So uh, for the most part, it's been it's been really like touchy-feely kind of stuff. It's nothing really in-depth. I don't really think it's necessary to be in-depth right now until we get uh, closer to that actual moment. And uh, But our, con- our communication is such that when we arrive at that point, we'll be able to uh, get it up and going pretty quickly. I got to tell you, Joe, we had Mickey Calloway here in the Sports Lodge last Friday, and after a 15-minute mm-hmm. conversation with him, he's got mm-hmm. me so fired up about 2020 Angel Baseball whenever we do get to it. When you guys are having baseball conversations, do you get excited just from the enthusiasm that Mickey Calloway shows and the positivity in his voice? Oh, yeah, Mickey's outstanding. Mickey is outstanding. Uh, Mickey should still be a major league manager as far as I'm concerned. Uh, we were lucky to get him. He, um, he's really good at what he does, and he's a great communicator. He speaks extremely well. He takes his time. He doesn't go over. He doesn't over exaggerate anything. He just tries to tell tell you straight up what's going on, what he's thinking right there. It's, it's, it's really again, it's a very pragmatic, um, uh, good method to to teach from. So I uh, could not be happier that I'm uh, working with him and him with us. Uh, you're right. Everything you heard is absolutely correct. And when I sit in on meetings with him, he's exactly the same way. And, and the entire staff feels the same way about him. Hey, Joe, what's the one thing you miss most about just being out at the ballpark? The day. It's the day, man. I mean, I, I say that all the time. Our day is fascinating. Our day is the same, and it's different every day. Uh, you know, you've got the routine that you have to uh, pretty much adhere to, but within that routine, um, there's so many variables. So many variables. And that's it. I, I love the day. I love with baseball brings to bear on a daily basis. I love the fact that I have to be disciplined and routine to do my part of it. And then uh, everybody involved presents differently daily. And that's, that's what my job is supposed to be to manage, to, to uh, adhere to everybody on a daily basis. So the day, you miss the routine of the day and then you miss the absolute uh, variables within the day. Is being a manager in the big leagues in 2020 is it hard? Um, I don't think it's – no, I mean, I, I don't know what, what that would mean. I mean, difficult. I think there's a lot going on. There's probably more going on now than there was in 1980s or 1990 manager uh, really has to be absorbed with on a daily basis from just the interaction with the front office on a daily basis is dramatically different than it was uh, even 30 years ago. Um, your immediate obligations are exponentially greater the scrutiny is, is much tighter and higher. Uh, all those different things are different than what it had been. But uh, they were pretty much in charge of their pricing. The, the manager was the man. He was in charge of everything, uh, even to the point where GMs would, uh, would not want to walk into offices, uh, managers' offices. They would stay away. 
Um, so it's, there's a lot of it is different. So there's, when you're more omnipotent like that, I guess you can be more controlling. And not that I want to be more controlling uh, at all. That's not who I am. But right now there's so much more, um, not the, word, the right words, not interference, but the participation that wasn't um, there uh, several years ago that you have to deal with now. Um, and last point is you know that going into it. So you know it going into it. You signed up for this. So uh, rock and roll, let's do it the right way. But it's an entirely different gig in a lot of ways than it was uh, 30, 40 years ago. Love our Madden Mondays with Angel Skipper Joe Madden. Madden Mondays brought to you by Biarco. They're online at biarco.com. Some quick hitters here, Joe, before I let you go. Sure. If you weren't managing in the big leagues right now, what would you be doing? I would be running the grooviest um, resort in either the Mediterranean or the Caribbean, one of those two spots. <laughs> one of the things one of the things I want to do, I like, I, listen, I went to Lafayette, grateful, absolutely. Uh, but I did, I did get recruited at Cornell, and when I went up there for my visit, they have a school of hotel and restaurant administration, which I never knew existed. Um, had I gotten there, um, you know, I really, I, I, I'd like to believe this would have ended up this way anyway, but uh, the opportunity to run a real resort uh, in a first-class kind of an area, that to me would be very exciting. So somewhere in the Mediterranean or somewhere in the Caribbean, if I wasn't doing this, could you ever see yourself on either ESPN or the MLB Network as an analyst? Nope. <laughs> nope. Who? That's not. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I don't want to do that. I, uh, I want to do. That's when. That's that would be the day that I don't want to look forward to on a daily basis. I, um, I don't mind uh, contributing. That'd be kind of okay to be a contributor if that anybody's interested. But to to do that daily and have to kind of. Uh, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be, I, I don't like to be negative either. Uh, and I'd have to be, probably have to be uh, dutifully negative in a situation that I don't want to be that. And um, so that's that's part of the that particular gig that I would not really embrace. But I don't mind if you need uh, an observation or what do, you, what do you think you're seeing right now. Uh, along those lines, I'm in. But to go, go there on a daily basis and um, do what some of these guys do, I, uh, or ladies, I really, it's not interesting at all. Joe Madden, name your favorite photo, and where do you keep it? My favorite photo? Um, well, um, it's on my, gosh, it's in, it's in the house in, I think it's in Tampa. Uh, my dad, my son, and me standing um, at the Diablo Stadium on the door that leads down into the clubhouse underneath. Uh, right where there's like this angular door, you make a right and you head into the clubhouse. Right there, Joey, uh, probably, I don't know, six or seven. My dad and me standing right there. I'm in my angel uniform. And my dad could not be more proud. And so you got three generations of Joe right there uh, in that one photograph. It's pretty sweet. I could hear the love in your voice as you described that picture, and it was absolutely beautiful. Joe Madden, best concert you've ever attended. Wow, uh, <laughs> that one, that one's, uh, I mean, I, I listen, I'm a Springsteen guy growing up, and I could go back to Springsteen at Lafayette College, I don't even know, 70, whatever it was, at Alumni Gym. I mean, Springsteen, in its, in, in a really youthful year, is really raw. It is so difficult to beat that. And I didn't get to see the Stones at that time, or Zeppelin. That would have been, I mean, I, that's the one, that's the one concert right now that, 
we ever got back together again, Zeppelin, I would skip a weekend's worth of baseball to go see that wherever that was going to be. Uh, so that concert at, at Lafayette. But but I've seen the, the Stones a couple times, even though a couple years older than uh, the Stones at uh, Anaheim in the last year at, uh, the last year at Soldier Field. I'm a big, I'm a big Stones guy. But I think got, got, uh, we were supposed to see Simon and Garfunkel at uh, the pond, and one of them got sick a couple years ago. So, But I got I to I stay with Springsteen. I'm sorry. At this point in your life, Joe Madden, whose approval do you seek the most? Whose approval do I seek the most? Um, wow, that's a really good question. Um, and I got to run, you know, I got to run things by people once in a while. Uh, that's that when you say that, um, you know, my wife, Jay, uh, getting her read on things is always uh, really important to me. Uh, one of my agents, Tommy Panzer, Tommy uh, is a great sounding board for me. My agent, Alan Nero, um, those are really great sounding boards. In the baseball world right now, Marcel Latchman. It just depends, like where you're coming from. What's, what do you, you know, what is this particular topic you're, you need some advice on? I got some nice folks to draw on, and um, so I mean, my, my guy used to be like Bob Clear. Bob's no longer with us, um, you know, out of the past. Uh, but the people I just mentioned that are with us right now, it's kind of like what's the subject matter, and then then you pick your uh, you pick your mentor. All right, before you leave me, a really good Cabernet, Merlot, or Pinot Noir? Which one you want? How much you want to spend? <laughs> All right, money's no object. Oh, okay. Uh, then get uh, Pingus, P-I-N-G-U-S. It's from Spain. It's about 1000 bucks a bottle. Um, it's a red, it's a Tempranillo, I think, and... Uh, Something else, a little bit of a blend. That thing there is one of my all-time favorites. It's in the northwest corner of Spain, Ribera del Duero region of Spain, Pingas. Now, if you want to get a little bit more, I mean, I've been I've been touting Chapelet. It's like a fifty, sixty, seventy-dollar bottle of wine. It's um, red. It's a cab up in um, Napa. I think it's Napa. Chapelet, C H A P P A L L E T, something like that. Tremendous and Merlot because. Okay, uh, Spring Valley Vineyards in Washington State has Frederick, and they have Uriah, and they have Catherine. One, Catherine is, um, is the Cabernet Franc. I'm a, I love Cabernet Franc. I love that standing on its own. And then there's Uriah and uh, Frederick. One is a predominantly Cab blend with Merlot, and the other one's a predominantly Merlot with a Cab blend. I get them confused. But don't run away from Spring Valley Vineyards about 50 bucks in Walla Walla, Washington. Okay, let's make a deal right now. When the Angels win the World Series under Joe Madden's leadership, I will meet you in the clubhouse with a bottle of Chapelet as a gift. How about that? That's, that's fine. I'll take it. Absolutely take it. <laughs> oh, take it. I love we're, our we're, business, we're, man. We're busted, right, we're busted right open, I promise. Joe, I'm already looking forward to next Monday, and thank you again so, so much for the conversation. Always appreciate it. And my best to our folks out there, and keep, keep it going. It's getting better. I let you stay in with the process. And remember, the process is fearless. It lacks emotion. Just stay with it, and it come out the other side. Amen to that. Joe, you're awesome. Thank you, sir. Hey, buddy. See you, Lars. Thanks, man. Bye. Joe Madden, manager of our Halos. And, man, do I love our Madden Monday.